I'm not kidding, and I've said it every time anybody's asked. When he walks into a room, here we go. The air changes. Yep. I'm not yeah, joking. Like the air changes. Like the energy shifts. It's so weird. I've never experienced it with any other human being. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's very short. Easy. Easy. Uh, which is always also surprising because he's a mini, mini man. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time. He's the first actor to have six consecutive $100 million grossing films. He's shrouded in mystery, and yet to many is one of the nicest and hardest working people. We love Tom Cruise. We are inspired by Tom Cruise. And while we work in Hollywood, we've never actually met Tom Cruise. So we're going to talk to some people who have. We'll hear some great stories, and maybe, just maybe, one of them one day will lead us to the man himself so that we can have stories of our own. Our own stories of meeting Tom Cruise. Drivers, start your engines, because we're about to go full throttle here on another edition of the Meeting Tom Cruise 500. <laughs> I mean podcast. Hot <laughs> dang, do I feel like racing Robert Duvall in a mellow yellow onesie to the winner's circle today. Boys, I'm the hammer, Harry. <laughs> yeah, drop the hammer. Boys, I'm feeling fast. I'm feeling cold trickle fast today. Welcome back, y'all, to a Days of Thunder edition of Meeting Tom Cruise. I'm kidding, Alec. Don't blow a gasket. It's just a Days of Thunder-inspired intro. My name is Jeff Meacham, and I'm sitting in the driver's seat of our new sponsored stock car, brought to you by the folks at Superflow Motor Oil. My crew chief, who tells me to go high side on turn four with his special match tires, is our conciliary, Tom Hagen. Nope, it's Joel Johnstone. Joel, what if I told you our guest today is Robert Duvall? How would you feel? I'm eating some ice cream. <laughs> I'm eating some ice cream, Cole. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's not. Also with us is the Rowdy Burns of our show, another cruise film character, who is both the good guy and bad guy. Think about that. It's just like Alec. Alec left. Hey, you ready to drop the hammer, Alec? I don't know who Rowdy Burns is. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> One of the greatest characters. Also the bad guy in Cliffhanger. Oh, uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. He's the good guy in Cliffhanger. He's his. Yes, you're right. He's his. He becomes the bad guy because he drops his wife's hand or whatever, right? No, 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 no. Okay, let's get this I'm straight. I'm sorry, He's... folks. Excuse my oh, mistake. Oh, Alec is still here. Sorry, I know sorry, who sorry. he is. I definitely know no. who Rowdy Piper is. John Lithgow is the bad guy in Cliffhanger. Rowdy Piper? He just... <laughs> <laughs> his name is Michael Rooker. There it is. We love him so much. Great in like 10,000 different movies. Yeah, yeah man. Okay. Dude, but nothing better than Cliffhanger because Cliffhanger is one of my favorite films. That's not true. He's better in a lot of movies. Uh, guys, I was thinking about Tom Cruise yesterday while writing this intro about Tom Cruise. And apparently... Some wild shit went down on the set of Days of Thunder. We're going to stick with Days here for a minute. I Ooh. read through the IMDb facts about it. Um, <laughs> Tons of facts on IMDb. Facts. Oh, just loaded. Of facts. facts. Loaded with the word facts. Uh, <laughs> yes. Here's facts. a cool thing that I facts read. that anybody anywhere can add to. <laughs> <laughs> here's a cool thing I read. Uh, a guy named Jerry Punch who is an auto racing commentator. Also, for some reason, he's a doctor. It just says Dr. Jerry Punch. He's sure. the guy at some point that went up to Tom Cruise and Tony Scott. I have no idea where in the filming process because they have obviously not cast their female lead. He was like, hey, 
you guys should go see this movie called Dead Calm, starring some Australian girl. And uh, listen, the rest is history. They went to go see it. They loved her. They cast her in the movie when literally every other actress in Hollywood turned down the female role of Days of Thunder. That must have been a uh, warning sign to this movie. Uh, and yeah, they cast Nicole Kidman and they fell in love. Isn't that interesting? So some guy was just like, hey, I just went to the movies. I watched this uh, Dead Calm film. You should check her out. They cast her. They fall in love. They make three great movies together. Whatever happened to her? She was good. Yeah, whatever happened to that Kidman? <laughs> oh, she's uh, she's won every award on the planet. Uh, the movie was conceived by Tom Cruise when he and Paul Newman were allowed to test drive one of Rick Henderson's race cars because I guess Cruise and Paul Newman loved racing cars together. In fact, I think Paul Newman raced professionally. Am he I did. right in saying that? Oh, yeah. He did. He did. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, here's a great one. Uh, the movie was such a shit show, and the script was just being written on day, like day of. That one time when Cruz was in the stock car racing and had a scene, they actually had to tape a cue card to the outside of the window and, and face it in so he could see his lines, Godfather style. Robert mm. Duvall, you know, uh, uh, having the stuff taped to his body in The Godfather, except they taped it to the race car, and Tom Cruise, guess what? Got into a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Alex expertise, by the way. He just gives you shit about this movie. And uh, no, I mean, I I didn't like sitting through the movie. I didn't like sitting through the discussion about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it is laughable to read on IMDb how many actresses turned down the role of uh, Lip Wiki, something like that. She's like Doctor Lick Wiki or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, lick, lick my whippy. You really I, did your homework today, Jeff. I'm proud of you. This is this is like it's Doctor Susan Lipnicky. One more time, like like Doctor Lewis Listwicky, Quick Licky, Nick Sippy, Jonathan Lipnicky, John Krasinski, Ted Kaczynski, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Question of the week, Alec Lev. Who would you like to have as a guest on this show? Who met Tom Cruise? And has died. Oh. Oh. So it so a dead so what dead person? <sighs> that question was very clear, Jeff. It, it I was it clear. should not need explanation. He's but Jeff, I just want to confuse Tom it in my Cruise own mind. He's worked right with now. a number of people who are now dead. Yes. So they can't do the interview for the podcast. It's it's sort of a joke, Jeff. It's sort of it's not really a thing. It's not even much of a joke either. So uh dead people. Okay, here we go. I got a list. Ready? Yes. Paul Newman, George C. Scott. Patrick Swayze, Chris Penn, Tony Scott, Tom Skerritt. Totally thought he was dead. He's not. <laughs> Wait, let's was, go back because Paul Newman is clearly the right answer. I know. I, I, I shouldn't have said Paul Newman first. Let's exclude. I didn't think of it. Let's exclude no. Paul Newman and then no, we'll get back to it. Let's get right to the point, Jeff. This is an amazing thing. I asked the question. The I first know. words out of your mouth were actually the answer to the question. The answer is it. Well, here now. This is listen. We don't uh, know. So close. Was Paul Newman? What do you think he would have been a good interview? I don't know. I yes. It's a yes. dumb question. Yes. It's a, yes. I'm trying to make. I'm doing yes. devil's advocate. Here. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Paul He's Newman Paul Newman. So is there He's a Paul finer Newman. human so, being? No. Mr. Newman. Mr. Newman. Just in 30 seconds, your life right up until the moment. It would have been the first. best question. Oh God! It would have been the best question. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I've got it on the list. Hold on, I'll get there. Jason Robards. I got Jason. Well, be either one of them. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I saw him in an interview on Charlie Rose, and he did an he had given an amazing interview. So he is up there in my top five here. But again, I'm gonna go through this list because you know I love games. So this needs okay. to be the game of you can only choose one. 
And that's why Paul I kind Newman. of want to remove Paul Newman. I know. I did Paul Newman. No, Paul Hold Newman. on. What about George C. Scott? Wouldn't he have been wildly entertaining? Because he's yes. wasn't he a little bonker yes. balls? Well, he would not have oh. stood up to your bullshit, Jeff. He, he, as soon as you said anything <laughs> moronic, he would have been like, fuck you. I have one for you, Alec, on this list okay. here that I think you might choose over Paul Newman. Oh. You ready? Okay. A little fella named Stanley okay. Kubrick. Damn you, Meacham. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Ooh, oh, I did it. Yeah. A hundred percent correct. We're also, ah, miss, we're also missing. It. We're also missing. A, and I won't be able to pronounce his name because I, I never do well. But Wilford Brimley. <laughs> no. You haven't said anything yet, Joel. Joel, do you know no. you haven't actually said words yet? You're just staring at us. Max von Sydow. Oh, Max von Sydow. Don't you feel like he died a lot? Like he I did. feel like several times over the years, I heard that Max von Sydow. Yeah, had but died. he's actually yeah. dead now. He's there was dead. another one on there too. He's dead. That I can't believe is still alive, which is Gene Hackman. When I looked him up, I was like, positive he's dead. I'm positive. Oh, no, he's no, no. dead. 91 now, I yeah, think. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of Dude, people who are 91, Jeff. Stanley Kubrick, of course. <laughs> All right, here's some, here's some more. Uh, no, well, you said Fulci Marble, you said Jason Robarts. Here's a big one for me. Here's a real yeah. big one for me. Cause, and I'm, I'm going to toot my own horn that I got a chance to work with him. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, yep. arguably one of the greatest character actors. Yep. We all loved him in every film that, uh, what's his face put him in? What's his but face? I always thought it was funny when he, <laughs> I love Bill Paxton, but when he died, I think like the next day or that day was the Oscars and they got, he got like a shout out and you just have to feel like all yep. the people that died that year that just got two seconds on the, on the That's little it movie. It was too but fresh. Bill Paxton gets two minutes because it was that day. It didn't feel fair. Which which begs the question, should there also be a cutoff for dead people to then move to the next year's uh, in memoriam? You know what I mean? Like, I feel and like I he should have been moved to you the... But your tongue, Alec. Bill Paxton was what? a national treasure. I love I, Bill Paxton. I'm actually glad he, we brought him up because I, I have a Tom Cruise connection. I did not go up and introduce myself, but I was walking into an ADR session one time when Bill Paxton was walking out and he was talking about how he had just done this new Tom Cruise movie that's coming out. And he goes, I'm telling you something, this movie is special. It's great. I just saw a rough cut of it. It's fucking spectacular. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we knew the answer because that was the movie they were in together. <laughs> Can we go back to Stanley Kubrick? Yeah, oh. I know. Stanley. Name another director that you've ever seen where his name was put up there as if he was also the star of the movie. Remember it said Cruz, Co- Kidman, Kubrick, <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut. Spielberg yeah. and, and, and Scorsese are up yeah, there. For it. sure, but and I don't ever remember a poster in my life looking like that. Where they, I mean, right. obviously the alliteration played its part, but it was still right. pretty cool. Uh, another one, Sidney Pollock, to add on to the Eyes Wide eh. Shut. Oh, I will, I will, I will, I will not tag you. <laughs> now, what's a tag? Is that still a punch? Or I don't is know. That a, it's got to be flick? more than a punch. I had to think of something. Sydney uh, Pollock, director punch, of Tootsie Out of Africa and the Tom Cruise classic, The Firm. He was and really genius. good at talking about and really good at talking about filmmaking. So, yes, he would. He would be. He's a, up there. A great interview. Uh, here's I just another wanted, one. I just wanted Joel to yell at me. I, I he he's he's one of my favorites. Yeah, I'll punch you. Here's another one that I was positive was dead and he's not. And that's Gary Busey. I was just positive he was dead. So I was well, going through the list. Been, I was been, like, he's been, he's been dead in the head since 1982. No, get Busey still ticking. Well, wow, Cruz has outlived quite a few uh, people. Uh, JT Walsh, uh, which everybody says was just mm. this phenomenal yeah. actor mm. that I, he I, was. I, he I'm was. fascinated by him. Hal Holbrook died uh, just this yeah. year at the age of yeah. 95. Oh, God, Brimley yeah. died last year, 85. 
Uh, oh, oh, here's a good one. Robert Prosky, the beloved actor from Far and Away, Miracle on 34th Street, and the TNT instant classic Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Um, and probably <laughs> 85 other yeah, oh other my God, movies, huge. I'm guessing. And then here's another one. But wait, uh, Jeff, I'm sorry. Oh, that sorry. wasn't the question. I just, I guess I just need to, 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 to trim the to to limb the contours of my question if I if I could well I didn't say who's dead from a Tom Cruise movie I know I just started listing dead people <laughs> you just started listing because we could just start listing dead people who aren't Abraham in Tom Cruise Lincoln movies. exactly so I want to know who you want my uncle Harry who you want to <laughs> gone too soon I want to know who you want to have on the show my grandpa Ed. Uh, the good guy. Uh, uh, last one that I'm going to name, Kelly Preston. Uh, and when oh, I looked God. her up, because she died uh, young, and that um, was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, what God, what her performance and how awesome she was in Jerry Maguire. Ready yeah. for this? Also, again, on IMDb. So these are facts. These are, these are just locked in stone real. But it so. said, ready for this one? It said, Kelly Preston resided with Charlie Sheen from 1989 to 1990. This is... I am I'm going to read this exactly the way it was written. She was gunned down by accident in their apartment in 1990. <laughs> is this <laughs> I need both of you to really drink it up. Is this from the bastion of facts at the Internet Movie Database? This is from Imdbib and it yep. says she, she was, was gunned down gun by accident in down. their in their apartment in 1990. I'd really like to look at the operative words by accident. By accident is good. Where's Charlie Sheen? That motherfucker owes me. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. And she just oh, took one. Oh, sorry, Kelly. Um, so that isn't just out of respect how she died. It is not all she sadly neither died gunned of. Neither down uh, nor by accident. Nor, nor is it close to the year that she that she passed is there away. A, no. Is there a typo we could figure out in that sentence that would make it work? Was she fun? Was she, she was. Fun? Was she stunned down? down. She was. She was. was she. She was, was just she, down in 1990. She was just down. <laughs> she had a bad day. Oh, in 1990. she was down. She was down, and I there was a, there was a brief time in 1990 when Kelly Preston was down a little bit. <laughs> she was down. It's hard to make. You know, she. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I didn't finish my sentence. Kelly Preston sadly died in her uh, yeah. mid to late 50s from, I believe, breast cancer. But uh, let's bring it down here. We got Paxton. We, no, we don't read not, them again. No, 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 I know. Don't but read I'm gonna them again. Read, I'm going to read the most important, the most important ones. What a terrible thing to say. Well, no, we're making a choice not here. Important. Uh, Look, top five here: Paxton, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Q, Q, is it a liquid U in Kubrick or is it Kubrick? I, I think it's just a dry U. Kubrick. I think he's Kubrick. It's dry. I think Oof, he's, he's pretty dry. Kubrick. Uh, he's from. He's from the Bronx. Kubrick. Paul yeah, Newman. Was he from the was, Bronx? Oh yeah. Oh no. Shit. Who was from the Bronx? Stanley I Cooper. thought he was like European. I thought he was from like the Ukraine or something. Oh my god! I, I literally—if you had told me he was from Jordan or Hungary—I'm going to play you a little clip right now of the sound of Stanley Kubrick's voice, so you can know exactly where he's from. Film directing, I think, is is a uh, is a misnomer for uh, anybody that seriously wants to make films because directing the film is uh, only. Uh, you might say one third of the uh, process, you know, writing the film, directing the film, and then editing the film. Joel, are you blown away right now? I Up am. until this I'm. moment, I really thought he was from Middle Earth. I thought he was like a. <laughs> I, I was... Which is just a realist place to Jeff as Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Everybody, starting with Alec again, the person we care about the least, which one do you choose? Stanley Kubrick. Oh, my God. I'm so happy that I changed your mind. Yeah, you um, did. You did. Joel? That was well done. Uh, he's he's in my handful of beloved actors that are no more, but Philip Seymour Hoffman. This is great. I'm so happy that things change. Okay, well, then I will, again, I, I feel like I'm the boring one because I'm going with the right answer, which is Paul Newman. It's got to be Paul. It's, I know. That's the obvious one. I know. I was that trying is the to. the obvious yes. one. What if yes. I was just like, yes. what if I was just like, and I'm going to go with the obvious one, Chris Penn. Chris Penn, you know, who. Uh, <laughs> no disrespect also, to Chris Penn. No disrespect. No, he, did, he lived a hard life, that fella. I read okay. up on him just a touch, too. That is, he died at 40. That's sad. Do we, should we now, in the few minutes that we have before um, everyone stops listening, yeah. defend our choices? Oh, yeah. Should we ahead. fight this out? Fair yeah, started, uh, I would love to hear it. Let's start with Joel. Joel, uh, okay. Okay. start with Philip Seymour um, Hoffman. Defend why I'll yours is the right Phil, answer. Phil Hoffman, because, because, yes, Paul, as 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 an actor, Paul Newman is, I mean, come on. He's, 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 he's one of the... He's a legend. He's, he's on the, the, you, we can use the word legend. Safely. He's on that dais of of the the otherworldlies, you know that 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 all actors aspire to be. Um, and from 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 my experience, my my favorite theater going experience I ever had, still to this day, was going to see True West with Phil, Phyllis Seymour Hoffman and John C. Riley. Did, did you, you see it both that? ways? I did not. I see only both saw. Ways. I only saw it one way too. Okay, so uh, again, so those of you that don't know, the probably Sam Shepard's most famous play is called True West, and it's basically just two male characters. They're brothers, and yep. it's an incredible play. And Austin uh, Phillips, and Lee, Austin, Austin and, and Lee, Lee and uh-huh. Philip Seymour Hoffman and John C. Riley famously played would just. I think each night or some fair, some rotation, they would just switch the roles each yeah. night. Yeah. So you bought and one tickets. Of the, one of the roles gets to smash shit up. Right, and then the other role is is the is the is well, the calmer one is is the buttoned up, yeah, got, you know, shit together, brother. Yes, exactly. But and why have you out- told me why you want to interview him for meeting Tom Cruise? Um, I, of course, he's a great actor. That's not an argument. Because, arguably, because, wait, hold on, I, hold on. He's arguably the greatest actor of our generation. Let's put that out there. Daniel Day Lewis, go on. <laughs> I also, I always, I felt a personal connection having seen this in person. It was my still my favorite theater going live theater going experience I'd had. And, and what would you ask him? I meeting would, Tom Cruise. Nothing. Wow. <laughs> no, uh, hang on, isn't hang it on, great on, when on, Alec asks on. us that question, you and yeah. I never have an answer. Anytime <laughs> he tries, he does such a good job of just asking a very specific question. And you and I consistently each time are like, Hey, look at dove. <laughs> <laughs> like you and I were just, <laughs> what I ask him. I don't, I mean, I just, I think Twizzlers downstairs. I'm really hungry. I know what I would ask him. Hey, what was it like working with Tom Cruise? <laughs> I'll tell you fucking exactly what I would ask him is my favorite opening to any of the MIs, the countdown. The, the countdown. When he has when he has the gun to his wife's head. Right. What's the question? And he goes, you know, give me the rabbit's foot by the count by the count of ten, I'm gonna shoot your yeah. wife in the head. Yeah, what's the question? That I would Alex, ask him how improv that was, how many, how many, how many different ways they went with it, because it feels raw. It feels very raw. Obviously, counting ten isn't an improv, but but all of the reactions, every single one, it it did not feel scripted, any of it. And I would ask him how they shot that. Maybe my nice. favorite. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now, which I shouldn't be saying because we're gonna discuss it later. But that might be my favorite Tom Cruise acted moment of all time, is the the countdown and how good of a job he does at the beginning of Mission Impossible Three. Philip Seymour Hoffman doing the countdown. Michelle Monaghan. Michelle Monaghan is yeah. sitting there with her tape around her mouth, and Cruise is just unbelievable in that sequence. And I would also um, ask him about you know he had he had he had to play. 
Tom Cruise playing himself. Yeah. He had to play Tom Cruise disguised as Philip Seymour Hoffman, but actually right. act that out. Like, like, and, and he did it in, in the whole bathroom thing. It, 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 was, it was great. And also he had one of the rare privileges of being one of the few actors who've worked with Tom Cruise twice. Magnolia. Oh. Right in Magnolia. Oh my Magnolia. god! Yeah, and I and mean, just such a different role. I mean, he was an angel on earth in Magnolia, and then you know the worst villain on the planet. In, in and my. look, look, we all love Daniel Day, and we call him the best actor. But he made he, is. he made eight films at most. Philip Seymour Hoffman made forty and was incredible in literally every single one of them. So I just want to put that out there that his his book is a lot bigger, and he was, and I think quite possibly the greatest actor of our generation. So that's a good argument, Joel. Yep. Yep. Good argument. Alec. What? Stanley Kubrick. Talk about this. We're doing a podcast. It's about Tom Cruise and people who've met him. Was he crazy? Is this right? Like what, what was his deal? Don't I, I, I don't have time for this, but, but he was a, he was a, a, an artist and a, a perfectionist. And, uh, you know, he said that, you know, one, one man paints a painting, one man writes a book, one man, should make a movie or basically something like that. Like he saw this, oh, interesting. Th- he saw the art of filmmaking as this is what's in my head. What is in my head is going up on that screen. And it doesn't matter how many years it takes to get that up there. We're going, that's, what's going to be up there. Whatever you think of it at the end, that's, what's going to be up there. And you know, you, you, you dug his stuff or, or you didn't. What was um, his first, what was his first movie? Was it 2001? No, no, no. Lolita, Paths of Glory, Paths of Glory was uh, oh, okay. the big first like big one. There were uh, short ones called uh, other ones called The Killing, which is a great like heist film and Killer's Kiss. Not so good, okay. but then Paths of Glory is fantastic. Uh, you got it if you haven't seen that. Must see Paths of Glory. Uh, no, I've and, never seen it. Then, no. Oh, Lolita, Doctor Strange of two thousand one. Uh, I find uh, Doctor Strange love to be unwatchable. Every time I start it or anytime I've seen it, I'm like, I don't get it. I'm not having fun. And Peter I turn Sellers? it off immediately. Peter Sellers? You don't Am laugh? I, you don't laugh at Peter Sellers? Am I just movie? totally wrong? Yeah, I don't know. You're totally oh. wrong. But in dark comedies like that, they I this is true about every movie. They really are meant to be watched in a in a crowd of people. You you generate right. laughter together. And when it's so dry, when the comedy is so dry like that, yeah. You can miss the tone, I think, when you're when you're watching it by yourself. I think a lot of times when you interview actors about their role, they have very little to say about it. It's very few and far between that you have actors that are going to give up what they were thinking about, how they define the character, how they prepared for the role. You really got to get in there to find... Directors, on the other hand, I think are fascinating to hear. What were, what were you telling Tom Cruise? That movie is so abstract in certain ways and so confusing for so many people, but there's Tom Cruise in the center of it who had to play a very real person go, experiencing something real even if there is a heightened reality to the whole thing what were your discussions with him like over the course of a year to create this character two no two, two, years, two years two years two years that's what i said that's a long two years, time and it was so weird because that was like the pinnacle that was like like one of the peak points of his career joel i would say yeah. the top coming off that run going up to uh, up to up to jerry Maguire. And and then he, you know, at a time when, you know, usually and he was coming up the Oscar nomination, everything, usually when somebody ramps it up and goes to do like six movies in three years, he went and did one and two. Yeah. Did no, I? No, Joel, you are 100 percent right. Like that is. Wait. What? Do I win? We're fighting here. This is a competition. It's my now. turn. Hold on. We're having a discussion. <sighs> and again, 
The correct answer is Paul <laughs> Newman. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty yes. sure he was— And I was agree that that is the correct answer. I do agree. He's wildly just, charismatic and outgoing. Any interview we ever saw him do, my God, is he the best-looking man on the planet. That just alone should be why we would want to talk it's with a, him. I mean, not offensively handsome. He's, it's, he's, he's a, a, it's, it's the eyes. The eyes are ridiculous. The, the eyes, eyes are ridiculous. I mean, not now. And he looks like shit today. If you, I don't know if you've seen him— Recently. No, I have not Alan. seen his corpse. Alan. Yeah, he's Alan. dead. God, okay. you are a heartless yeah, man. Doesn't, doesn't look good at all now. <laughs> the eyes aren't blue anymore. They're just like oh, crumbling. It's like nothing even, even have he's eyes. He's probably just dust at this point. Yeah. Um, well, I don't the, know. I think it takes longer. Though. Anyway, you got this guy who had an entire lifetime of movies. And for him to work with Cruz at that age and Cruz to be so young and learn so much from Newman. This is uh, this is before he did Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman, which Dustin Hoffman sounds like he was a lot more of a confrontational actor and not so much into this kind of shit, like talking about stuff. But it sounds like Newman just would blow our minds with history so and everything to do with film and all of us being film nerds. We would just... It's Paul Newman's the answer. Do you guys also know he had a salad dressing? And now... Commercials. All right, here we go. Guys, Joel, this is exciting for us. This really is. This is this is an international gathering here, Jeff. Yeah. Before before we introduce our guest here, let's just say you're in New York. Yep. I'm in Mexico. True story. Our guest is deep in the valley. Yep. And Alec <laughs> is deep somewhere in Los Angeles. I don't even know where. What Alec, what's the name of the area you live in? I'm not telling anyone that. Oh, my God. You live in Los Angeles like anybody cares. Like anybody's going to become searching for you. I just mean you. Okay. I just want you to know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a fair point. That was pointed at one person, Jeff. <laughs> guys, guys, we have a very special guest today, Joel. This is a dear friend uh, of mine and Joel's, uh, somebody who we love so much, someone who we've looked up to as a very yeah. talented actress, uh, a, a gifted mother. Um, what else? What else can we say about her? <laughs> I mean... Uh, her name? We yeah, have, we've we've had we've had many a cocktail with her at El Compadre. Late many a cocktail. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, introducing Vicky Kelleher. Oh, Vicky! Hello! Oh my goodness! What an introduction. Although I do sound ninety-two from that introduction. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> a gifted grandmother. Um, <laughs> we've known her for so long. So long, um, Vicky. Let's let's get this out of the way for the audience to know sure. you're on the meeting tom cruise podcast because you have in fact met tom cruise is this correct this is true this Oof. is true i became okay. dear friends with his personal coffee okay. and maker. i didn't even know this like 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 vicky vicky and i have, you and i have talked about this i didn't even realize this 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 came to light in the last couple of weeks to me and i was i was blown away yeah i don't it's it's not something i lead with well, Jeff, you know, it's Jeff not. Would. My first question is why? Why would you not leave? <laughs> Jeff, if Jeff had met Tom Cruise, one, he still would have done this podcast. Two, <laughs> two, he would, he would he lead would with go, it. Yeah. Every audition he walked into, he'd go, "Hi, my name is Jeffrey Meacham. I've met Tom Cruise. I am six foot one, and I live in Los Angeles." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So we have different priorities, I think. What, Vicky, what did you mean by you became close with her, his coffee maker? So you became close with his assistant or just no, the person that made his coffee? No, he, uh, for the movie, uh, for Minority Report, which is the movie I did that he was in. Nice. See, I did that. I did it and he was in it. You did, but that's how um, you do it. He hired a guy whose name was Orion, 
who brought his espresso cart and he paid for everybody for the whole time we were shooting. That espresso cart was available to everybody to get coffee drinks. It's the simple act. It's the simple act of why we're doing this podcast, because he's a glorious human being. And that's what he did. Yeah. He gives everybody coffee. We did hear about that also on the set of War of the Worlds. I wonder if it was just an early 2000 thing for him to give coffee to everybody. I wonder if he still does that or if he's moved on to maybe like, I don't know. Drugs? Smoothies. Drugs. Oh, yeah, right. A, <laughs> Not drugs, because... There's no, no. There's no drugs in his world. for the whole cast, if you'd like. No, guys. I think we know enough about Tom Cruise. There's no drugs in his world. There's no drugs. He's high on life. I think he's giving out Pfizer <laughs> on set. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Jeff, I don't know if you remember, there's a way that we do this show. Can you ask her the question... Oh, don't do this, Alec. We miss her. What question? Yeah. What question? Okay. See, Alec okay. keeps us on task, Vicky. That's, that's what he does, because... You know Jeff and I. We I really no focus. do. There's no None. through line. There's zero no follow through. Full disclosure, everybody. It's twelve thirty in the morning where Joel is. It's eleven thirty at night where I am. We are both exhausted, and I just want to talk with Vicky. I miss my friend Vicky, Alec. Okay, let's nope. get a margarita and pretend uh, like we're at uh, Compadre right now. God, just go dreamy. Get, go get some guac. Go get some chips. Let's, let's do fucking it. do this. I'm just going to do this imaginary. Hold on, you guys. Uh, yes. Uh, rocks, no salt. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I just needed to say it like that. Um, okay, Vicky, this is the format of the show, and this is how it works. Okay. You Can you do me a favor and tell me about your life from birth? Anything you want to add in the middle there, just, just really, however you want to tell your life story, up until the moment you met Tom Cruise, but I'm giving you, I'm giving you gone in 60 seconds. You got to- Oh, good you Lord. Gotta, you got a, a, a quick Angelina Jolie gone in 60 seconds to describe your life. Go. Okay. Uh, born in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, right. Moved to Los Angeles, California in 1993. Uh, got my first TV job. I did um, an episode of Becker and then an episode of Friends. Yeah. And then within like four months, I did a movie with Mel Gibson. <gasps> and the next one was uh, Minority Report with... Tom Cruise, Steven Spielberg, and Janusz, blah, 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 whose Yaminsky. name I don't I can't, J- that's J- it. J- Kaminsky. Kaminsky? In, wait, no, that's wait, the movie. wait, wait, wait. That happened in a four-month span where you worked with... Oh, it was nuts. It was completely The Alchemist. I worked wow. with all the people that I've ever... John Lithgow, I, Lithgow, sorry. I worked with all these like amazing people within a year. What was wow. the yeah. uh, Mel Gibson movie? It was a little film called Why uh, What Women Want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I got Minority Report, and that's that was when I met Tom Cruise. And then, what, everything after that is who cares? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. We post Tom Cruise. We no, have no, no, no interest. Marriage, kids, no, whatever. No, no, no. Out the yeah. window. Just no. Nothing about your life's happiness. We just simply want to know yep. what. So, okay. So, you get an audition for the movie. At what point did you, did you know right away it was a Tom Cruise movie and, a spe- and, and bigger, even a, a Spielberg film? Tell us I about did. that process. Yes, I got the audition. I did know it was um, Spielberg and Tom Cruise. And I auditioned and I heard nothing. And then, I don't know, it was a while after I auditioned. I suddenly got What's a, a while? call. What's a while? Like a month. Holy. That's a long time. And then time. I got a that call... Is. And it was like, you booked this role, but they need you to start shooting. Like, they they added a whole section to the movie 
uh, that n- then did not get in the movie, which was a whole opening sequence, like a 10-page sequence where you see the inner workings of the people pre-cog. that are, yeah, the precog. And, uh, oh, pre-crime. So got, I'm sorry. Pre-crime. That's the name of the building, right? Pre-crime. Isn't that where you worked? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, thank you, though, for knowing things. Um, so I got the call that I had to uh, learn a lot. Like, you booked the role. Yay. Learn a lot of lines. Okay. What was, I think, because I also think Steven Spielberg is the bee's knees. And uh, one of the reasons is because. Controversial. We he's, got- the to- he's the Tom Cruise of directing. He's, He's the, the Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise of directors. That's right. Yeah. Um, when I got to set, they actually had a day of rehearsal because it was such, it was literally a 10 page. Most of it was a monologue that this one guy had to deliver as he walked around the set. And it was straight monologue, like a literal 10 page monologue. It was nuts. I oh couldn't, I was so glad I didn't get that role. <laughs> anyway, we were rehearsing and one of the girls, the other women that was cast, she said, that she was cast, but she was in a play in Studio City, and they couldn't. Stop and she's it. like, I told them I couldn't guarantee that I could be at my play, and I didn't have an understudy, so she turned it down. And I am I doing. Guess, I am doing. A three-person play in North Hollywood. Yep. In a fifteen-seat yep, yep. theater. I. I. I'm a professional actor. I have to make my call time. I mean. Okay. That's insane. So I've, of course, oh. in my brain thinking, you're wrong. God, I mean, I, I would have dropped my firstborn and been like, oh, well. Um, look, but I, I am, said, I okay. am 100% behind theater, you know, theater rules all. But but that person's bad shit. Well, so no, here's, you, you here's guys the magic, know the director. Though. You know the director of that play was just like, you'll never work in, <laughs> on Magnolia again. You'll, ne- <laughs> you'll never work. North of Oxnard again. (laughs) Well, so she apparently they told Mr. Spielberg that was the reason. And he said, please let her know that I will have her out by 6 p.m. Oh, my God. What a kind man. So she came to set and at 6 p.m. he said, that's a wrap today, everybody. Karina needs to get to her play. Break a leg. We'll see you tomorrow. And we got like two extra days. I'm going to cry. What? Yeah. 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 I mean, he's perfect. He's a just, perfect man. Just, just, holy okay, so, shit. Vic, did you yeah. have in this uh, cutout scene, which, by the way, is there a criterion, a uh, an extended DVD where we can find this, or is it just completely not available? I believe there available? must, no, I think it is in, like, uh, an extended version and or, all I know is I am still paid for that movie. Okay, so we got to find this. If James Cameron gave us a 45-minute addition to The Abyss, Steven Spielberg can give us another 30 <laughs> minutes to Minority Report, which, by the Vicky, way, if you're at in the footage time, I from a Steven Spielberg movie, yeah. like, like, like if I was that and it got cut out and there was anywhere like I could find it, I would, ha- I would buy an iPhone that just <laughs> looped that <laughs> section of the movie over and over, and I'd wear it around my neck like a necklace. Like Flava Flay. Like Flava like, Flay. This was back, what year was this? 2000? Is that right? I think the movie came out in 2002, I think. Okay. That was back when you couldn't even get, like, tape of a television show because they only had VCRs available. So it wasn't like, oh, I got to get my footage. It was like, you know, am I going to take my my little eight-track camera to the movie theater and tape myself? Right. 
There was no way to get it that I know of, but I should look at it because I've never seen it. But I did You've get never called. Seen this footage? No. Mm-mm. Oh, fair. No. Fake. Oh this is fantastic. This no, is they, great. They did call me though. They did call me personally to let me know that it was cut from the film. I was invited to like the opening, like cast and crew screening, and they called to make sure I knew that it wasn't going to be in there. That's really nice of them, actually. Yeah. That's very cool of them. Vicky, tell us <laughs> yeah. about meeting Tom Cruise. God. I mean. <laughs> okay. Well, Here's what I can tell you. I was in the scene where he has, they like, the whole office is singing happy birthday to him. Okay. And so we're all there. The, everybody's there waiting for him to come. He was never late. It wasn't like, you know, but they made sure we were there. And I'm not kidding. And I've said it. Every time anybody's asked, when he walks into a room, here we go. The air changes. Yep. I'm not yeah, joking. Like the air changes. Like the energy shifts. It's so weird. I've never experienced it with any other human being. Yep. Mm. Uh, he's very short, <laughs> Easy. Uh, which is always Easy. also surprising because he's a mini, mini man. <laughs> Easy. It turns out and Joel and Al. It turns out that Joel and Alec yeah. are the exact same height yeah. as Tom Cruise. You're only you're only talking to one person out of four that's actually taller than Tom Cruise. So. <laughs> I mean, I just his presence is so huge in the world that you just get surprised at the compact packaging. Mm. Right. But um, and Ugh. very uh, warm and kind and looks everybody in the eye and. You know, just a really generous man, and then said, "You know, Orion's waiting for your coffee orders." So, Orion. God bless Orion. Orion. Yeah, and of course, of course, Love like Orion. like 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 a like a coffee. What would you call that? A coffee barista? barista? Yeah, it was barista. a barista. He was like a coffee a barista cart extraordinaire. He, like his name is something really ethereal. You know, Orion. Right. Yeah, yes. Orion. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it was a pretty amazing experience, and then I also got. Uh, so the whole thing was that my monocle was like you I could see into the future with this like monocle thing. And Steven Spielberg wanted to have the camera start on the monocle and then pull back to see the room. So cool. he made Janusz basically Jan- Janusz Kaminski. OK, he made we'll him there. like we'll I had to there. spread my legs and yep, he go got on. between my legs easy, easy. with All the right. camera and was like with, like kissing distance with the camera on oh. this monocle to pull it was very uh, uh, okay. uh, awkward Did, uh, the the monocle was just for clarity against your eye <laughs> no it was my it was my vagina no, it was straight in my vagina. I was gonna. Yes. No wonder this got cut. It just How did it get <laughs> cut? I don't understand. It, it, I, yeah, I just don't see that gelling with the rest of the movie. It's just. Can I ask about the? We we talked to someone else um, who who mentioned what Tom Cruise did. I, I'm sorry, I'm the one bringing it back to Tom Cruise, uh, <laughs> who actually mentioned sort of Tom's preparation, literally right. I mean, you only see so much of an actor's preparation, but literally what he was doing right before the camera roll. Do do you have any memories of? Of watching Tom Cruise on set uh, about to act. Yeah. Yeah. He like he like hypes himself up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we keep hearing. Yeah. Okay. 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 How? 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 Like a like a. Okay. Like a lot of physical, Mm. you know, Oprah jump couch jumping kind of movement. And listen, just listen. If you watch the couch jump, (laughs) if you see it in full length, it actually really. But it makes sense. The audience, you forget. You know what, you guys? 
let me defend this for a second. The audience, oh they are losing their mind. It is the Beatles coming to stage in the 19-whatevers. <laughs> you know, when the Beatles were around. It got overplayed. It, it, got, it, story, got overplayed. it was like the Howard Dean Hiaw thing. Like, it got overplayed. That's exactly right. But if Dean you watch the entire video in its full-lengthness, that's English, he... He really is getting, I mean, everybody's losing their mind. So he gets himself going. It's not his fault. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, you know what? You do you. Yeah. But yeah, he does like a, like a, like pumping himself up energy, you know, just, <laughs> just, uh, just because I'm genuinely curious because I would like to replicate whatever Tom Cruise does. Uh, what, do you remember anything specific? Any, any, any vocal? Any? Did he, did he got, did, did he get down to do push-ups or something? Like, like, what did he do? What, what, what can no. I do to make myself more like? It was just a birthday scene, Joel. He wasn't preparing. Yeah, it for was it. a birthday scene where he had to be surprised at a birthday party. But also, it was 20 years ago. So I don't have a huge, I have ADD. I barely remember last week. No, no. So no, I don't have any specifics for you. I'm just a Joel, you too. Listen, all three of us have it and we just all have different versions (laughs) of it. Okay. (laughs) So I have no, I'm sure. Listen, Tom Cruise doesn't have it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. (laughs) You you telling Jeff that you have ADD, that would be like me going up to Babe Ruth and going, hey, I play baseball. (laughs) Um, I don't have any other good Tom Cruise stories, though. That was it. I was there for nine days shooting that one scene. That's a long time. Yeah, it was a long scene. It was 10 pages. And uh, and then we had the and then they just kind of decided to add me to the birthday party scene, probably because, you know, they're like, you're gorgeous. Yeah, we should have you in the background here just to eye candy for Tom Cruise. I'm sure that's spice this scene up. (laughs) Yeah, I think he made eye contact with me and I feel like I fainted, but I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, my gosh. I think internally I fainted, though, because he's. Very, very attractive. Oh, my Lord. He's beautiful. And that's, that's, I mean, he's, that's 2000. So you probably shot that in 2001. That's him just coming off of uh, MI2 and then Vanilla Sky into Minority Report. He's basically the best looking man on the planet at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then, and wait a minute, hold on. But you also saw Gibson just the year before that, who was not too shabby to look at either. I've never seen Braveheart. What? Oh, God. Here we go. I'm shutting Vicky. this down now. Come on, Vic. I forgot Vicky, I about this with you. There's like I this. Know. Why do you walk into this? You've never seen Braveheart? No, I've never Vicky. seen Braveheart. I've never Vic- seen West Side Story. Did you see Titanic? Who the fuck hasn't seen West Side Story? <laughs> I've seen Titanic nine times in the theater. Okay. Me too. <laughs> so did Alec. He freaking loved that movie. Hey, yeah, Alec. Let's talk about that. On another podcast, this one's about Tom Cruise. Can we wrap up? Stop it right now. Let's get back to the fact she hasn't seen Braveheart. (laughs) Come on, Vic. Wrap it up. What's your favorite movie? Vicky, Vicky, before we get off quickly, what's your favorite movie of all time? I just want to know. Now I'm interested. Of all time? Of all time. Come on. Everybody's got, what do you mean she's a, you're a freaking actress. Everybody. I know, but there's a million movies I love. Three that come to mind. Okay. When Harry Met Sally. Okay. Good news. Uh, uh, uh I, mine are cheesy. Broadcast news. Broadcast news. Broadcast news. Agree. Hundred percent. Agree. Um, okay. a Tom Cruise movie. Do you want me to? No, 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 no. I'm saying mine's a Tom. It's, don't worry about like feeling oh. embarrassed when you know Top Gun and Raising Arizona are my like top two movies. So we're all good. Uh, here. and probably Waiting for Guffman. 
Nice. Oh. Would be one of my other ones. But also beaches. So there you go. Whoa. Okay. Oh, I've never seen beaches. <laughs> we were doing well. I've never seen beaches. Yeah, you're doing so well. And then my estrogen just screamed into the room. I saw a Titanic <laughs> twice on opening day. I just want to throw that out. Did you really? I, I literally, did. I did the I did. math. I'm like, I spent 22, 20, however many hours in the movie theater sure. watching that movie. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, I loved it so much. But I also did that with Beaches, so... <laughs> Similar, I did that with Tremors, starring the great Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. Don't get me started on Tremors. I could watch Tremors start to finish right now. That right now, Joel. If it was on up. right now, she I've will have long it. blonde hair. What? Vicky, come on! <laughs> it's so you much never fun. seen Tremors? Vicky, no. it is a national treasure. Vicky, I want to thank you so right much. Now. I'm gonna get Reba McIntyre as a survivalist? Onto meeting Tom Cruise. Am I done? Story. Am I already done? Dude, that was so fast. Dude. I know. I know. It's like I just want to keep talking to you, though, Vic. I'm going to do this. Too. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to allow it this for Alex so he doesn't freak the F out. Vicky, thank you so much for coming on the meeting to Tom Cruise. You I, forgot to I ask even messed the, up my own show. I just messed up my question, own show. Jeff? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck I'm sorry. Joel, you asked me because I keep messing it up. You asked me. Okay, Vic, because yeah. our host always forgets. Who was your Tom Cruise growing up? Who did who did you greatly admire and slightly over obsessed about? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Bette Midler. Uh, that tracks. That tracks <laughs> with the beaches. With the beaches. I yep. literally. Remember for I, the boys. She's a she's Vicky, a goddamn national treasure. Yeah, yes, I remember for yeah. the boys. I have the soundtrack. Oh, love that movie. Are you I kidding cried me? A lot. I cried a lot in that movie. Oh, so good. There James, are places James. I, I remember. remember. I'm yes, start I remember. I'm going to start crying right now. We don't have the rights to that. We can't sing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think if you sing one sentence of it, you need rights, but I could I be wrong. I'm not the producer. shut Jeff up and that's it. <laughs> what else was Bette Midler in? I can't think of anything oh, else no, she was in. Oh, no, no. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is, not, this is not meeting Bette Midler. This Jeff. is not reading Bette Midler's IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, thank you so much for coming on the Meeting Tom Cruise podcast. We love you endlessly. We will have you back on uh, when we do our Bette Midler special. And here we are once again at the end of a very successful episode of Meeting Tom Cruise. We have a question from fan uh, from a super fan named uh sarah lev if i'm pronouncing that ah, correctly okay that's your wife i, I knew I, I knew i recognized the name yeah, there you sarah go. asks if you could choose if you had the choice of remaking a tom cruise movie where you get to play the tom cruise role oh god what would it be oh god joel do you know that alec and sarah did something really sweet do you know that they changed their last name together isn't that really sweet? They both hated their last name so much. Well, that's that not they, really the origin. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I, I'm telling the story here, Alec, just because it's <laughs> about your life entirely. <laughs> then the last name true. that you chose for you and your children, I get to tell the story. So they chose another name that had nothing to do with any parts of their lives. I love that. Okay. I love that. I mean, the, the number of facts that were, Joel, you do understand the number of facts in there that are incorrect is, is a high percent. And well, they chose a good Irish last name. <laughs> well, Jeff, Jeff just told me. So, yes, of course I know. That. Okay, good. I just, yes, so, and everything. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Question. So, a role, if they were remaking the movie, we would play. I, uh, what role you would I want to play? play the Tom Cruise role. Who would you want to play, man? Yeah, for, for Jeff, there's no question. It's Top Gun. 
He's Maverick. Oh, thanks, man. But here's nice. the problem is I'm 42 years old now, so it's got to be Top Gun 2 because he was it's like... It's pretend. <laughs> I, and, and for you, there's no question. There's not even... There is literally no question. It's Daniel Caffey and A Few Good Men. Okay, so let's do... So now that well, we got those two, a, we got Jeff, our favorite two out of the what way. A, what about me? What? what about me? Do I get to play Tom Cruise? Uh, which character dies early? <laughs> I know. Something that he would hate doing. So let's make him like... Legend. Let's put Alex yes! in some fucking tights for... Four months of filming. You're springing stuff on us that really means a lot to us. This is up us. there with why are we here? This is yeah, like, what, this is up there with what's the point of it all. Yeah. Al, Albert Camus' next book before he died was, which role would I play if Tom Cruise? <laughs> Who's Albert Camus? Fuck what? you. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not kidding. I have no idea who you're talking about. You read it in high school English class, The Stranger. Uh, the Stranger is where you sit on your left hand until it gets numb and then jerk <laughs> off. <laughs> That's what the stranger is. <laughs> is there any way we can keep this in here? Is there any way we can please? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, That's dude. amazing. Oh my god. I'm dying. I might uh, be dying. <laughs> wow. Can we get some oh, And with that? Meeting Tom Cruise is hosted by Jeff Meacham, Joel Johnstone, and me, Alec Lev. It's also produced by the same Alec Lev. Joel, what? What? Uh, uh, let's, let's just get back to that Jeff's uh, Jeff's problem back there. What? What are some of the other books that you think we were, were relatively certain Jeff has not uh, not conquered? Here we go. Well, well, I'm I'm glad you asked. I'm glad I'm glad you asked. I'm so excited. Googled, for this. I just this Googled is 100 real. Basic high school English curriculum. Okay. Give it to me. So, so Jeff, I'm going to name a book. Just give me a one-sentence synopsis of each of these books. Okay. Go. Fire. Our executive producers are Doug Matica and Dan Patrick. Our engineer and mixer is Alex Reeves for Point of Blue Studios. Fire. To Kill a Mockingbird. Something About Birds. Editing by Alec Lev, with additional editing by Alex Reeves. The Scarlet Letter. Something About Red Letters. Our music is by H. Scott Salinas and Matthew Atticus Berger. Uh, the Great Gatsby. Hmm, a guy who was awesome. Artwork by Rebecca Montoy. Lord of the Rings. Oh, now this one's different. This is about a nightclub in 1965. So you did read this one? Yeah, by a man named Matt Lorderick. <laughs> Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Pinella for Workhouse Media. Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. Oh, okay. Well, this is the Babe Ruth biopic. We are a production of Meeting So-and-So in association with Workhouse Media. George Orwell's 1984. It's it's about 1984. Nailed it. Easy. Easy. I know. I just teed that one up for you. I teed that one up. Um, George Orwell's Animal Farm. Oh, he wrote more than one. Find us online at Meeting Cruise on Instagram and Twitter. Check out our website and show notes at meetingtomcruise.com. And you can email us at contact at meetingtomcruise.com. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. Five stars are much appreciated. And write a review. It really helps people to find the show, and we just might read it on the air. Meeting Tom Cruise was created by Jeff Meacham and Alec Lev. And Jeff, just because I know this one's near and dear to your heart and you've read it many times over, The Grapes of Wrath. Oh, my goodness. It's about a vineyard in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. We're out of sounds?